Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TNZ, we are 17 minutes away from 4 o'clock. It's Louis here uh, through right till 6. And then next week I'm back on Bricky. Looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow, mail run. And the good all. Keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double three. What's your bet of the weekend? We're putting together Beaver's best beaver, a dollar sixty, all over Cam Norrie, outright winner of the ASB Classic. Somebody can have a bonus bet on this multi. You just got to send through your text to double eight, double three. Let's kick on. Let's get back to the New Zealand Cycle Classic. We've loved catching up with Julian Innocent all week long. And Julian, afternoon to you, mate. Yesterday we left off in anticipation with the gut buster, the big hill where we were going to see moving day. How did it play out? Yeah, absolutely everything that was promised of the Queen's stage today certainly came to fruition for the riders here as they headed out into some very, very hilly terrain. I saw a lot of it uh, last year up in Close and Crystal, but I hadn't been up the Admiral Hill and they talked it up all week long and it certainly didn't disappoint and the riders had ideal conditions for them, but man alive, did they have a hard day climbing all day long. They're up 17% gradient for some of the climbing today for these riders. Over 2,000 metres worth of climbing for them. Uh, they certainly know they've come here now to ride this tour after day three. So who made moves, who stood up, and who really tried to push the envelope? It was quite a measured approach initially by the uh, Bolton Equities team, of course. They are the team with James Warren, the man in yellow, who still continues to hold on to the yellow jersey. But they had to wait wait very patiently. They're on the front, as it's expected to be, as the man with them in yellow, their team on the front for the vast majority of the day. But they allowed a wee group to get away very early on with the likes of yesterday's stage winner, Kian Watt, who was chasing the only sprint of the day for the uh, Wiz Wireless Sprint Ace. And he secured that at the 50k mark and continued along with Richard Lawson and Matt Wilson and uh, also Bentley Nickett Alton, and that, uh, a man who rides for the cash team from Australia. And it was um, Bentley who managed to keep himself at the forefront of the race as that, for- that foursome was quickly reduced down to just the one man who stayed out in front to 145k on 155k stage. So it was a huge effort by all four of the men. I mean, they were out there all together to about the 130k mark. And then eventually, slowly but surely, all just drifted off back to the main peloton. But um, you got a hats off to the man. He, of course, no shock. He was awarded today as the most aggressive rider of the day. And that, but then the race really turned on, and that was about 15 kilometres or so to go. We saw them starting to ramp up the pace, and then eventually closing in on the uh, leader by himself. And it was a weak group that just got themselves off the front going into Admiral's Hill, which is about 10k worth of climbing. And that had the likes of Southland the tour winner, Josh Burnett, inside it there. And uh, him, along with the man from Holland, and that's uh, one of the Dutchmen, the only Dutchman, in fact, I think, uh, in this tour this year, Etna Van Vingerholm, and he was the man that managed to go with him. And they rode side by side. They powered into it over the last couple of kilometres. Meanwhile, back just behind them was the uh, tour leader, of course, who's got Burnett in his team. So they've got plenty of cars to play. Either one of them could have taken out the stage. Either one of them can take the yellow jersey. And that's the strength of the Bolton Equities team. But it was Burnett, 
Eight weeks ago, he took the Tour of South and the Alps. Today, he takes out his first in the UCI Tour stage. Sounds like the, they, that team in particular cycles very deep, and on any given day, they can all stand up, which is exactly what you need. When you see those breakaway groups and then the group that typically eventually mows them down, is there any consistency in the number of cyclists you see go? As in the amount of guys that go off the front? Yeah, well, you know, when you get these breakaway, these kind of renegades, aggressive aggressive cyclists, eventually, more often than not, they get mowed down. But it is, I mean, they're not necessarily always getting mowed down by the peloton, are they? There usually is then a second break. Are there consistency in those numbers that go, first of all, and then the group that eventually does are the ones that track them down? No, it's, it's very much um, determined by, I guess, the stage of where we are in the race. And they, today I was very much expecting the likes of Keanu Watts, for example, to be one of the men that would go off the front um, because he's looking for one of those other jerseys inside the race. And of course, that's the sprint race. So that was his reasoning, of course, to go off the front. Well, some of those other guys, they're quite keen to get themselves on the television screen, try and get themselves <laughs> up the road and uh, and hope that they might even get signing on for a team later on in the season and that as well. So there's lots of different reasons for it. Some teams will place one of their guys up the front and send them up the road just to, and in the hope that, yeah, you might still take out a few points, you might pick up a few dollars, you may even take the stage, but that also allows the rest of the team to sit back in the peloton because they're not expected. They wouldn't go on the front, of course, if they've got one of their teammates up there. So it can vary from time to time and definitely the size of it. And the terrain can dictate it a lot. But I felt today there was a lot of apprehension in the field, knowing about the hilly terrain, that uh, number was sitting back. But also there's quite a bit of sickness going through the uh, teams at the moment, a gastro bug. And unfortunately today, and that's, uh, we probably lost around 10 riders uh, that due to that. And that they got themselves, how some of them got themselves out on the bike, who knows. And that, But some of them were looking pretty crook at the end of the day and some certainly were DNF by the um, midway through the stage there so that's having its effects and that also impacted on how many were going to go off the front. So tomorrow then what can we forecast? Where are we? Uh, Look it's been an incredible event when you think about how (laughs) three stages in the different weather we've had to work with, the different terrain the cyclists have had to compete with. What are you looking for stage four? Well, this is going to be an interesting one because it's a, it's a brand new stage. It has been uh, ridden a number of years ago in the uh, World Cup there for for the woman, but that's going back quite some time ago, around Miramar, around the peninsula there. And the Wellingtonians will know it well. It's um, expected to have quite a bit of uh, a breeze off the coastline there and it, as they make their way around in a circuit race tomorrow. And that's a circuit then, of course, where they repeatedly obviously go over the same roads all day long and it's got a decent climb in it. It's a short and sharp and nuggety thing. And it, but apparently it's also got quite a sharp descent, and it's quite a quite a bit of a scary one. And I know some of the riders are very weary of that, and that, so that could see and that some splitting up of the field as they one get dropped on the hill, and then of course flying down the other side as well. And that, so that could be a deciding factor on this particular circuit. So again, Balkan equities will be expected to be towards, towards the front, keeping a very close eye on it, and they'll just be trying to stay upright and then trying to line up the likes of the man Mudgeway for a potential um, bunch sprint finish. Have we seen any spills yet? You just got me wondering there, Jules. Has, it, has there been any spills? Or yeah. for most, most of the part, a, they've kept safe? Hey, on, on the whole, they've stayed upright. And at their day one, and at the one that you would have expected because of the uh, foul weather and at the darkness and all the debris on the road and the number of punches. And at one stage, we had 16 punches in the space of 500 metres. Uh, there was, not long after that, a bit of a spill through one of the narrow bridges. 
But no, on the whole, and that uh, no, they've uh, done extremely well actually. And these guys, I mean, they're seasoned pros, and they're, they're very aware of what's happening on the road. Of course, you've got um, yeah, got the communities out there. Some people are not aware of a bike race coming along, but they've got the road safety management out there, the police, and that all the various volunteers doing a great job ensuring that the public know what's happening and trying to get those vehicles as clear as possible. Because these guys are racing at you know one at high speeds, but also. Over the last few days in particular, they've been on very narrow, winding country roads. Beautiful stuff, Julian. We'll let you crack on with your Friday. I look forward to catching the rest of it over the weekend and hopefully, well, whoever wins this, (laughs) they would have had to have gone through it all, so they'll be very deserving, mate. Appreciate your time all through the week so far and we'll hear you again shortly, no doubt. Okay, look forward to it. Thanks very much. Julian Anderson, talking New Zealand Cycle Classic, setting up to be a beauty down there in Wellington tomorrow. Oh, man. Some of those hills. That is pretty sketchy. It's definitely got me wondering, would I be out there doing it? Probably not. I'll probably just be in the studio watching races instead. Uh, double eight, double three. What's your best bet of the weekend? We're asking for Beaver's best. We've got the multi starting to come together. The boys have had their picks. I've had mine. Five-legger. Hoi! No. Four legger. No, five. Because we've got Beaver's as well. It is going to be five legs. The old five-legged horse. Let's go. Double eight, double three. Get to some of your best bets on the other side of this. That was Julian Nissen talking the New Zealand Cycling Classic.